Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Amber and Ian, but no Ian tonight. Jonathan Zaslow is filling in yeah. instead. You can find him at Zaslow's show. You can find me, Amber Wilson, as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So we officially have a 12-team college football playoff model that has now been approved. So let's bring in some help unpacking what all of this means. Heather Dinich, ESPN college football reporter, kind enough to join us. And Heather, thanks so much for your time. The college football playoff approved a 5-plus-7 format. Explain to us what this means and why now. I kind of thought that we already knew that this was most likely going to be the model. So... A oh, five plus seven model to answer the first part of the question is the five highest ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest ranked teams. That means you're most likely to see in a normal year, the ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and Big 12 conference champions receive a first round bye because the four highest ranked conference champions receive a first round bye. But there could be an off year where you have, I'll just pick on Pitt, because in 2021, Pitt was number 12 as an ACC champion with two losses, and they were behind, at the time, Cincinnati, which was in the American Athletic Conference and earned a playoff spot. So you could have a wacky year where a two-lane is undefeated and ranked ahead of maybe a two- or a three-loss team conference champion from one of those other big conferences to answer the second part of your question why now yes this was pretty much inevitable but it needed to be unanimous and the pac-12 either abstained from voting or asked for a delay in voting until this morning because it wanted to get its legal issues resolved it wanted to present its request for voting rights and revenue distribution to the full board hadn't had a chance to do that until this morning And so the Pac-12, which is obviously now down to Oregon State and Washington State, was ready to say yes, because they and I talked to Washington State President Kirk Schultz last week, who told me they realized that they would benefit from a five plus seven model because they cannot win a conference championship. There's there's no Pac-12 title to win this year or next year. So their only path to the playoff is one of those seven at large spots. Heather, if it wasn't unanimous. Do you know what other options were potentially on the table? It would have been six plus six if it was not unanimous. That was the original proposal. The six highest ranked conference champs plus the next six highest ranked teams. That was proposed well before sweeping conference realignment gutted the Pac-12. And the intent at that point was to reward the five power five conferences. Well, logic after that happened just said, hey, let's take away one of those automatic qualifying spots for a conference champion. And that's what they did. So it's down to five now. What does it mean, Heather? Heather Dinich joining us here on Amber and Ian. What does it mean, Heather, that they won't refer to the group of five in this decision? Everybody here is trying to get rid of labels, here being the college football playoff, the 10 FBS commissioners. And that's because in this system, 
you can have a Liberty or a Tulane as one of the top four conferences ranked. There's also no minimum requirement in a ranking for where you have to be. If you're the 25th team and you're the fifth highest ranked conference champion, you're in the college football playoff at the expense of most likely the number 12 team on selection day. Guys, that might be the most unluckiest team in the country. Think about this, right? Selection day, college football playoffs, selection committee puts out its rankings. The 12th team sitting there thinking, hey, you know what? It's a 12-team playoff. We're number 12. We're in. Hold on a minute. Because Liberty last year would have bumped out number 12 Oklahoma for a spot in the playoffs. Liberty was number 23. The year before that, Washington was number 12. Tulane would have bumped out Washington for a spot in the playoffs because that would be your fifth highest-ranked conference champion. Now, Heather, you know, when when we have Selection Sunday for college basketball, the committee tries to avoid teams who are in the same conference meeting too early in the tournament. Is any kind of consideration going to be made as far as the 12-team tournament goes with football? No, there's not. As a matter of fact, Teams could conceivably play each other three times in this system. You could have them play during the regular season, Ohio State, Michigan. You could have them play in the Big Ten Conference Championship, Ohio State, Michigan. And you could have them face each other wow. again in the college football playoffs. So, no, the seeding is the seeding. And there's also no – as many teams from one conference can be in. There are seven SEC teams in the top 12 there's going to be seven SEC teams in the college football playoff. Wow. wow. That's, that's remarkable. So th- because there's no regulations, is there anything else on this it, from this decision, Heather, that you end up, that you think is going to end up being controversial aside from <laughs> potentially seven SEC teams. People are going to be freaking out about aside from team number 12, not making it with team 25 getting in. I mean, we know how this is going to go. Obviously we're all going to hear about these things and be discussing these things. Is there any other component though, of this new system that you think could be particularly controversial moving forward? Well, Amber, I think college football fans really need to brace themselves for the difference between the ranking and the seeding. And what I mean by that, the hypothetical situation, actually not even hypothetical. In 2021, Alabama beat Georgia and won the SEC. Alabama was number one on selection day. Georgia was number three as the SEC runner-up. In the college football playoff 12-team format, Georgia would be number five and would have to win four straight games to win the national title. When I say number five, they would be the number five seed. Number three team in the country, according to the committee, but because they didn't win the SEC, the highest they could be seeded is five because they would be behind those four conference champions. So that's going to be something college football fans are going to have to digest, along with the fact that Notre Dame can't be ranked or seeded, I should say, any higher than five either because they can't win a conference championship. Notre Dame's path to the playoff is as an at-large all of the time winning four straight games. Wow, yeah, so that's important to note. Notre Dame will never get a bye then is what that means. Finally here, Heather, uh, if this format was in play this past season, what would it have looked like for FSU? Well, I don't have the bracket in front of me, but the bottom line is this. 
Florida State would have been in the college football playoff. <laughs> and they, they can exhale because an undefeated Power 5 conference champion is never going to be left out of this thing again. That's the bottom line. So, like I said, I don't have it in front of me in terms of who, would, who they would play. For some reason, the only part of that hypothetical bracket I know is that Penn State and Ohio State would play again in the first round. But the Knolls can exhale. If they win the ACC, they're in. I think that's all they care about at this point. Heather Dennett, ESPN <laughs> college football reporter. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, guys. Uh, this is going to potentially Zazla with all the scenarios that she just went through. And certainly with Notre Dame and what they're going to have ahead of them, the independence. With... Are Notre Dame fans mad right now? Are they mad today? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, they're going to need to join a conference for football if they feel like getting upset get about times. it, right? That, get with the times. That's Live the reality the of the situation. I, I think that if they get to that point where they're consistently in the playoffs and they're being harmed by the fact that they don't have a buy, I could see them ending up upset. Yeah. That might certainly change some minds. We'll see how it goes, but not just that, but the, you know, the fact that the sec or any of these conferences could have an overwhelming number of representation, number of teams, because there's no limit on how many teams you could have from the conference. The thing that she mentioned about the 12th team being left out with the 25th team or the 20th team getting in, there's going to still be, as much as we think that this college football playoff expansion is going to help some of the controversies, I think what I just learned from Heather Zazlo is the controversies will still exist. Oh, but I, I can't get out there shouting at the top of my lungs for the 12th ranked team in the country to get into the playoffs. A big difference shouting for that and shouting for the, the, the four, number four ranked team who you think got passed over unfairly. I, I, I don't necessarily agree. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of stumping for that team ranked in the teens to get into the playoffs. If, I mean, she if they couldn't make Oklahoma. it with this many teams, uh, you didn't deserve to be in it. She said it would have been Oklahoma this season, though. I mean, that's a big fan base that I'm sure would have been freaking out that Liberty got in over them when Liberty was ranked so much more poorly than them. Win your so conference. Win your conference. I don't disagree with you, uh, but I just know that we're still going to have content here on Amber and Ian, even with this new college football playoff model. Coming up next, would the Chiefs be better off with Chris Jones or Mike Evans on their roster? One ESPN or one ESPNer's take might surprise you. We'll get into that next year on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Mahomes, he runs and throws, caught touchdown, hard to caught the ball, the Chiefs have won their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back. 
Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. Back to back is rare error for this football team and this organization. So it's a great win. It's because I know how hard it is to do. Y'all can call us a dynasty. You can call us whatever you guys want. I know what we got is something more special than really what you see in the NFL. That was courtesy of Westwood One. If the Tampa Bay Bucks want to stay fancy, they would have to try to retain the services of Mike Evans, but that's easier said than done. The Bucks had a soft deadline of trying to get an extension done with Mike Evans, their star wide receiver, and with Baker Mayfield, who should be their quarterback of the future, or most people expect anyways, for him to be the starting quarterback again. Do you think of the future? Well, no, okay, of the present. I guess he should be future as in next season (laughs) is how I was viewing it but he should be the the quarterback for now for the Tampa Bay Bucks I think that he certainly deserves another shot there to be the starting quarterback it seemed like it was a good fit this past season for both sides neither of those extensions got done reports from Bleacher Report are that the sides for Mike Evans and the Bucks are very far apart in contract talks so that doesn't sound good in fact they even took a 7.4 million dollar Um, hit for not having an extension done with him yesterday. So they took a $7.4 million 2024 dead money hit by not getting that extension done. So it's costing them money the longer. It's not surprising. Mike Evans is going to command a lot of money. They're probably going to end up having to let him go test that market. And there's going to be suitors. Jeff Darlington. Have you ever heard of him, Zazzo? Yeah, he's he's based down here, South Florida. He is. Lauderdale guy, Jeff Darlington. ESPN NFL reporter. He was on Get Up, and he said the crazy thing of the day. Here's Darlington. I would rather Mike Evans than Chris Jones. I would rather Mike Evans in this offense than Chris Jones on this defense. I think that they they can be – look, this this is a team that redefined themselves from one year to the next, right? We saw them flip-flop. They were an offensive team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. They were a defensive team that won it this year. I I also recognize that they did it without Tyreek Hill. They've got to put weapons around Mahomes. They can't fall into this trap where they believe that they can just win Super Bowls year after year without weapons. They need to do it. They got through this year. Brett Veach is smart enough, though, to recognize the free agents weren't available last Last year that he, he Harry and he redefined the team yeah. but I still think that this team should pursue offensive weapons so that was Jeff Darlington on get up saying that the Chiefs should go out and get Mike Evans I disagree with that on several fronts but Zazzler what say you I disagree also the part that I agree with Jeff Darlington is about the general manager being smart and I think the general manager is smart enough to see that the way this year's Chiefs team is currently constructed, which won the Super Bowl, is the way to go for the foreseeable future. Meaning, I would rather have the great defensive player in Christians. Like, let's say it's apples to apples, okay? Let's say that Mike Evans is as good at what he does as Chris Jones is at what he does. When the fact of the matter is, Chris Jones is probably better. But let's say it's apples to apples, okay? And I would look at this Chiefs team and say, I would rather have an elite defense. I would rather load up on the defensive side of the football and skimp on the offensive side of the football because, A, we just saw that it works. They won the Super Bowl. But, B... If I have maybe the greatest quarterback of this generation, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, I would rather put all of my chips on the other side of the football and rely on that guy, the greatest of all time, 
to be good enough when it matters the most, which is exactly what we saw. And it's kind of how Tom Brady won six Super Bowls with the Patriots. They were great on the one side of the football. He was consistently throwing to nobody. Matter of fact, the one year he was throwing to somebody, Randy Moss, they lost in the Super Bowl. But he was consistently throwing to nobody, and you were still able to win because you had Brady. So let's make sure we're great on that side of the football, and Brady's going to carry us. And I would say the Chiefs, this is actually the formula for them to continue winning, being great on that side of the football, and let Mahomes do the winning. For a lot of years, you're absolutely right that it worked with Brady, as long as he had Gronk, though, as well. Don't forget, it wasn't like he didn't have any weapons. And, of course, Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Now, at some point... Travis Kelsey, I don't think very far from now, at some point, Travis Kelsey is going to end up most likely falling off a cliff because, frankly, that's even what happens with tight ends, right? So I don't think Travis Kelsey has a ton of years left in him being able to play at his height. In fact, during the regular season this year, we saw some cracks in the game and maybe some of that is coming with his mid-30s as he approaches his mid-30s. So is there a point where when Travis Kelsey isn't here, you have to be looking ahead of you're the Chiefs and think he needs a weapon? Yes. I do think that that point is coming, but I don't think that they're quite there yet because it seems like Travis Kelsey is going to be playing with them with Taylor Swift in the suite. That scenario is going to be playing out next season as well. Chris Jones is harder to find than Mike Evans. Mike Evans is excellent at his job, so it's not an insult to Mike Evans. I just think that as excellent as he is and as excellent as Chris Jones is, Chris Jones is are harder to come by than the excellent wide receivers. We saw with Brady at work for so long to lift up the wide receivers in his wide receiver room because of the talent of Brady and him still be able to go out and win. When it got old to him was when he started to climb there in his 40s. That's when, as he approaches 40s, it started to get real old and he wanted the Patriots to actually start putting some weapons around him. We are... 12 years away from that (laughs) with Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. at some point, at some point, the formula will not work. Like at some point, Mahomes is going to need more help around him on that side of the ball. I don't think it's now. Man, we're so, it's not now. We're so far from that. You know, yes, we saw Tom Brady. He wanted the weapons. They wouldn't give them to him in new England. He goes down to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and wins a Super Bowl because, oh, by the way, when you put weapons around him, it works out pretty well with Tom Brady. At some point, sure, the Chiefs might have to go back to that model. I tend to agree with you, though. Continue to build that defense. And Chris Jones is the anchor of the youngest defense in the NFL. Everybody else around him is super, super young. They hit on all those draft picks, which is a a huge shout-out to the Chiefs front office for being able to get that done. But I think that you need that veteran presence that you get with Chris Jones. They just traded Tyreek Hill. They traded Tyreek Hill two years ago because they didn't want to pay him what he wanted. And you see, they've only won the two Super Bowls played since trading away Tyreek Hill. I wouldn't now, after trading away Tyreek Hill because you didn't want to pay him, I wouldn't then want to sacrifice, essentially, my best defensive player to bring back a different wide receiver. You know, I I, I think it's well, counterproductive. Well, you have to pay a lot, too. Like, maybe not Tyreek, not, maybe not as much as Tyreek. But that's the problem is it's not – I mean, unless Mike Evans wants to take a discount. If he wants to no, take a discount, No, this is the last Casey. big contract Mike Evans is going to get. He's right, so going to take the highest offer out there. That's why That's why I say it's not surprising that he hasn't been able to come up with a deal with this, you know, soft deadline with the Buccaneers because why would he? It, he's 30 years old, Mike Evans. It is very likely the last big deal that he signs. Why wouldn't he 
start a bidding war and take the highest offer out there. No agent was going to allow him to take some deal from the Buccaneers before shopping around. Absolutely not. You're right. For Mike Evans at this point, sure, he wants to do the winning, but he also wants to Don't forget, do the he money. Also, he's won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he wants it's not like he's ring exactly. chasing. Right, exactly. He doesn't need it. He's already done it. Everybody already thinks he's excellent. And you, if you're the Chiefs, I just I don't know why you would make that decision now when you feel like, hey, I can get enough out of these other pieces. I mean, they had nobody this season. That wide receiver room this season was atrocious. And I don't think, to Jeff Darlington's point, I don't think the Chiefs can get greedy and think, okay, we can do it with the most drop passes in the league again and waltz our way into a Super Bowl. Like, you don't want to follow that model and get too ahead of yourself thinking that you can literally do it with anybody. But at the same time, we have seen them do that. So I think there's a happy medium to be had. Go draft someone. Yes. Focus on the wide receiver room. There will yeah. be an upgrade this offseason, whether that's in free agency or through the draft. Focus on making that room better. You can not have the most drops in the National Football League. Fine. Like Mahomes needs somebody to catch a football. But also, you don't need to go pay them Mike Evans money in order to do it. It, it, it doesn't make sense. You don't need that. You don't need that kind yeah. of help. If you didn't need it with Ty- and Tyreek Hills as well ended up being every bit as amazing as we thought Tyreek Hill was. It wasn't like he left there and we saw he wasn't that great. He yeah, wasn't no, that it, great. Yeah, it's not like they said, hey, he's not worth the money. It, it was right. more about the guy thrown in the football doesn't need him. Right. That's what it was. We don't need to be spending all of this money on that side of the football. I And I was wrong throughout the season about this Chiefs team. I'm like, this is not the same team from the last couple of years. This is not the same team. Not afraid of them. When the fact of the matter is, I really think this is how to sustain this thing moving forward with the Chiefs is let's be great on the defensive end. Let's skimp on the offensive side. And, yeah, Patrick Mahomes will wind up saving the day. That's how I think it is. The general manager knows what he's doing, and I think he probably sees that as well. I would imagine uh, that they are all on the same page with that. Jeff Darlington, maybe not so much. Coming up next, do you believe LeBron ever? We'll get into that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. I know it's not that many. I was asked this question, will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. I think it's really going to be about health and and contending. I I think that he's not going to want to hang on if he's playing 40 games a year and the team continues to struggle. He probably could play another four years physically, but I don't think he could take being on a team that's not necessarily contending year after year. Zazzler was so excited about this next segment that we are debuting. 
Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian. You can find him at Zaslow Show. You can find me, Amber Wilson, as well at Amber W Sports. Truth or lie, Braun? Yeah, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. This is the new game, the new segment that we are debuting tonight here on Amber and Ian. All right, but how does it go? How does it go, just in case? Well, okay, so we're going to bring in James Steele. He is our producer, and he is going to run through some LeBron James sound, and we are going to be the lie detector. We are going to determine if it's truth or if it's LeBron, right, James? Yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. Because so he said some either... things this weekend. Okay, LeBron very good. or LeBron? LeBron. It's truth or LeBron. Truth or LeBron. Okay. So are you guys ready to play? Yeah, got I'm it. good at this. Yeah, All right, yeah, before yeah. we play, though, we got We just got to calibrate this a little bit. So this first one, I just want to see if you guys are, are ready to go. So play the first LeBron James soundbite. Rachel, go. But I am a Laker. Truth or LeBron that LeBron James is a Laker? Zaz. That's, that, oh. that's a truth. Yeah, that's yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, truth. I'm an agreeance there. Yeah, it's, that's truth. He is a Laker. That's truth. Now. Yeah. That is the correct answer. So congratulations. I think we're ready to play now. All right. All right. Okay. So uh, like you said, Le, Zaz, LeBron James said a lot of things. A lot of things this past uh, week slash weekend during the All-Star break. Uh, he was asked about what he thought. Whenever, you know, about the Warriors trying to trade for him. And uh, here's what he said. They didn't go far at all. You know, I, I actually heard about it when everybody else heard about it. You know, obviously, you know, Charles been in the league, Kenny been in the league, Shaq been in the league. And there's, sometimes there's conversations happen behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And until, I guess, if it's real or not, then they'll bring it to you. But it, it never even got to me. So, you know, I heard it when the reports dropped as well. All right, Amber, do you, is it truth or LeBron? That LeBron James only heard it whenever we heard it. The needle is moving so far up and down the page on the lie detector test that there's smoke coming out of the machine at this point because, boy, is that a lie. That is a LeBron if I I have heard several LeBrons in my day. Nobody believes that LeBron found out when the rest of us found out about the potential Warriors trade. Nobody believes that there are conversations happening in the league behind closed doors that LeBron James isn't privy to. And nobody believes at this point that LeBron James and Rich Paul don't run the Lakers. None of this is true. LeBron Zaslo. LeBron James finding out that the Warriors inquired about trading for him, finding out the same time I found out when I rolled out of bed <laughs> on a Thursday morning. That is such a LeBron. I mean, Jeannie Buss told the Warriors, we have no interest in trading him, but you can call Rich Paul and gauge their interest. And you're telling me Rich Paul doesn't at least take it to his client? Rich Paul makes these decisions for LeBron James himself? LeBron doesn't know everything that goes around, goes on in the world of LeBron? Amber, that is such a LeBron. All right, that's one LeBron. Uh, Up next, LeBron James was asked about if he would do a farewell tour uh, whenever he was uh, ready to hang him up, and here's what he said. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. I know it's not that many. I also don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour, or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. All right, a couple of things in that uh, soundbite there. One was he doesn't know how many seasons he has left. 
And two, that he's 50-50 on a farewell, uh, farewell tour. Zaz, truth or lie, Braun, on each one of them. Amber, he told two LeBrons in that segment there. Two LeBrons were told. When he says he, do, he, has a, he doesn't know how many years he has left, the LeBron was actually told at the end of the playoffs last year when they lost to the Nuggets, and he threw out that nugget that he may be retiring. Now we know that that was only for attention and to take the attention away from him losing to the Nuggets. That was a major LeBron. He just outed himself. That was a major LeBron that he told back then. And the second part, will he or won't he do a a farewell retirement tour? No one has ever been more about a farewell retirement tour than LeBron James. Matter of fact, Amber Wilson, he's going to announce his retirement two years in advance. So he gets two years worth of retirement tour around the association. That's a major LeBron. I can't tell. Are those people booing? Like, are are they cheering for me there? We can't can't tell. It's the studio audience. They're, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, they can't be controlled. Uh, Yeah, this this is double LeBron. LeBron, when he says he doesn't know how many more years he will play, that's probably true for most players because I do think a lot of players end up listening to their bodies and just listening to where they're at mentally, and then they're in a season and they're like, yeah, I really don't want to do this anymore, and they just make that decision, frankly, when the time feels right. LeBron James doesn't make any decisions in that manner anymore. Everything LeBron does, especially LeBron, everything that LeBron does is calculated. He has mapped this thing out, calculated it, and already written the script. He knows when he's retiring, he knows where he's retiring, and he knows how he's retiring. And that retirement will absolutely, unequivocally, 100% include a farewell tour. It will probably be the largest farewell tour the most attention-needy farewell tour that we have ever seen. And that's fine. He is the greatest player of his generation, and there is absolutely no argument there. He is one of the greatest players in the entire history of the sport. But to pretend like you're not going to get a a farewell tour when you do everything for attention. You tweet out hourglass emojis because you need attention so bad if somebody's not talking about you in a 72-hour news cycle. Go on. This man loves attention. For him to Tim Duncan it, as he said, there's nothing about LeBron that's anything like Tim Duncan in any way. Of course he's doing the farewell tour. I'm not chastising him for doing the farewell tour. I'm chastising him for lying about doing the farewell tour. LeBron, we all know who you are, buddy. You're going to do the tour. You're going to do it big. And it's probably going to go on for multiple years, even actually after you've left the game. We're still going to be doing it. He's still going to be showing up to stuff. Come on. He did, a, I, he did a tour, practically. Yeah. He did a nationally televised event for a, for a decision that he made. Well, that was and then he good, had a damn a concert when he got introduced that was a good for that too. team. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so awesome so as a Heat awesome. fan. It was the awesomest so thing awesome. ever. Oh, it was the best of my life. But oh, never be left All right. Up next, Amber, Amber says that LeBron James loves the attention. But maybe she's wrong about him because this is what he said uh, later on uh, in that same interview. I've never been that great with accepting praise. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me. I never really talked about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. So to, to go in each city, if that's the case, 
I don't know. I've seen I've seen Mike's. I've seen Kobe's. I've seen a lot of guys. I just don't know how much I how I feel. I don't know if I will feel great about it. Maybe the only child in me. Maybe. All right. All right, Amber. Uh, LeBron James doesn't like praise. Is that a truth or a LeBron? This is the biggest LeBron of all time. Does LeBron James have a tattoo that says the chosen one? Such a LeBron. He doesn't like praise. He literally calls himself chosen one. What are we talking about? Such a LeBron. Amber, I mean, after they won won the championship in the bubble in 2020, he stood up with a serious face in front of the camera and said he wants his respect. I want my damn respect, too. And then he drops the LeBron. What a LeBron. The man loves praise. He can't get enough praise. I think except praise. What? I think we have uh, time for one more. Okay. This is uh, LeBron on. He was asked. uh, He was asked about who would be the successor to him in the NBA as the face of the NBA, and uh, he talked about uh, becoming the face of the NBA after Michael Jordan. Here's what he said. When I came into the league, I didn't, I didn't look at myself as the face of anything. Um, you know, I didn't look at myself as the next Michael or the successor to Michael. LeBron James. Oh, my God. Okay, Zaz, uh, truth or LeBron, oh that LeBron God. James did not see himself as being that the successor to such MJ. a LeBron. Like Amber said, like Amber said, when he was a high school senior, he got chosen one <laughs> tattooed on his shoulder blades. LeBron James. There was huge. He had chosen one tattooed. Tattoos are forever. That chosen one. He He doesn't expect to be the face of the league. That is such a LeBron. (laughs) He's 17 years old getting the chosen one tattooed across his back. He he didn't expect to be the face of the league. And by the way, he got that tattoo after being featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in February of 2002. That's when he decided to get the tattoo. Why was he featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Because, you know, he was going to be the next face of the league. Just like at the time, he was the face of high school basketball. Everyone knew he was going to be the face of the NBA. He knew he was going to be the next face of the NBA. He absolutely didn't just think he was going to be the next Michael Jordan. He thought he was going to be the best at a better version of Michael Jordan and the best NBA player who ever lived. That was LeBron or LeBron. Such a LeBron. Oh, I didn't think I was going to be the face of anything when I, yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. You know what? You're right. You came in really understated into the league. It was a really quiet entrance into the league. Entrance. I mean, we hardly noticed you coming in. None of us knew who you were. When you were 16 years old. Coming up next year. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for playing everyone's favorite. I'm still confused by the studio audience. Sounded like they were disgusted with you guys for calling LeBron a liar. A liar. I I do really like this segment uh, very much. I think we should run it back sometime. Maybe a little less studio audience. We've got to work on that. Uh, Coming up next year on Amber and Ian with Sazzler filling in. Studio audience. I wish Jamie we had and more reaction. They need to scream the studio audience members. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think they love themselves. Listen to me. Damian Lillard left Giannis off of his All NBA starting five. What does it mean? We'll talk about that next year on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Zazlo hanging out tonight, filling in for Ian here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. So Zazlo and I are both diehard Miami Heat fans, and we were both a little brokenhearted when Damian Lillard did not end up with the Miami Heat because of Joe Cronin. He ended up on the Milwaukee Bucks instead. I don't know if it tickles you pink a little bit, Zaslo, that it hasn't been going so great over no, there. I don't know if you it care. Wasn't Lillard's fault. So no, no, like I don't get any joy in him suffering it, it, it wasn't he wanted to come here it, it I don't get joy in him suffering I still kind of do get joy that it's not working out somehow I mean listen well obviously we're rivals of the Bucks like it's it's still kind of fun that maybe they don't turn into the super team that they're supposed to be there and the whole Doc Rivers angle is a whole nother thing and oh, we will yeah. get into Doc Rivers by the way a little bit later in the show because boy did JJ Redick have some comments there about old Doc so we will get into that tonight on Amber and Ian but first we got to get into Damian Lillard because over the weekend at the all-star weekend he was asked MVP. he was the MVP of the game he was the MVP of the game which means a whole lot uh, but he was asked more importantly who his ideal current current NBA players who his ideal current starting five would be take a listen if you could create your own starting five what's your team it would be me LeBron Steph Kevin Durant and I'm gonna go with Bam out of bio that was from TikTok I think this is the first time in my life I've had to credit a TikTok but we're here TikTok at Nelson on the Prodigy uh, was where that sound was from. You know it well, Zaslo. So his ideal starting five is Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Bam Adebayo, and of yeah. course, Dame on that team as well. Uh, notably absent, his teammate, Giannis Antetokounmpo, not, not on this list. Job. That is not a good job by Dame. It doesn't even matter if he says, listen, I want to play with Steph, so we got the two great shooters in the backcourt. Obviously, I'm going to pick LeBron. He could do everything. Uh, I want a great defensive center, a guy who could guard everybody, so I'm going to take Bam. And then what do I do? I'll obviously want another shooter, so I'm going to take Durant over Giannis. So the way he puts the team together makes perfect sense. But you you got to have Giannis. 
You can't not take Giannis. He's been MVP of the league. He's an NBA champion. You're not even an NBA champion. He's an NBA champion. And by the way, he was amazing in those NBA finals, and especially the game six that they clinched the finals in 2021 over Phoenix. Even if it's just to to placate everyone watching and listening. Do they watch on TikTok? I don't even know. Even if it's just to placate (laughs) those watching and listening on the TikTok, you have to say Giannis. You have to. That is not a good job out of Damian Lillard. Uh, well, however, what you said, that he put together an excellent team. And That's if you actually team. just look at it from the team strategy, I think what's throwing people off is the BAM component. Because people are feeling like he put BAM. Like he chose BAM on a bayou over Giannis. And really he didn't. He did what you just said. He chose Kevin Durant over Giannis. Because yeah. yeah. Giannis doesn't play like a pure center like BAM does. So he wants a guy who could defend. That's why he picked BAM. Right, so he wants Bam in that lineup. It would be KD that he would have to take out of the lineup right. to put in Giannis. And, of course, you can make the argument that Kevin Durant is revered more highly amongst his peers. Maybe, what is a great, great shooter, amazing scorer. Than Giannis, even, right? As great as Giannis is, I mean, a yeah. lot of NBA players think Kevin Durant is, like, you know, greatest of all time kind of list. So is it fair then that Dame has to make his team in his eyes worse just to include the teammate so it doesn't become a story? Well, first of all, Amber, it's not a real thing, all right? He, he's not actually picking a team to roll the ball out there uh, and then play, real. all right? So, so, so with that said, you got to pick Giannis. you got to pick your guy so that we avoid this entire conversation. I mean, Amber, all day today in Milwaukee, they're definitely talking about this. This is definitely a conversation that's being had the next couple of days because there are no games until the end of the week. The next couple of days, they're talking about why didn't Dame take Giannis? Maybe he doesn't like playing with him. That's the conversation that's happening right now. Maybe he doesn't like him. He yeah, likes KD. That's right. He doesn't like Giannis. So a lot of people were freaked out that he took Bam, though, because the Bam, Bam's obviously, I mean, in turn, people don't know. People don't know Miami. about Bam. Right. They don't know about it. Bam. You and I are diehard Miami Heat fans, okay? Even you and I can recognize, though, that, like, in terms of all time, Bam next to these other guys, like, yeah, okay, I can understand how people aren't as familiar with Bam's work as Steph Curry's and Kevin Durant's and LeBron James's work. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. I, I understand that. I get that. From a basketball perspective, again, if you want a big center who plays defense, then, of course, Bam is a great pick. But then there's the other component of this, Aslo. When you throw that name in there and he happens to be on, you know, the Miami Heat, and that was the team that you wanted to go to very, very publicly. And one of the reasons that you appear to have wanted to go there is because you are good friends with Bam Adebayo. And this kind of doubles, triples down on all of that while things don't seem like they're going so great in Milwaukee. Well, maybe... maybe, um... And this, what I'm about to say right now, is exactly the point. It's exactly why Damian Lillard shouldn't have left Giannis off. Maybe he's planting a seed here about mm-hmm. still wanting to go to Miami after this year. Maybe that's what that means. And, I mean, and, I've and heard exactly it. what I just said is why you can't say that if you're Damian Lillard. I heard it when I heard this list. Before I even noticed Giannis was off this list, I noticed Bam was on this list. That, given that's the Heat fan of me. But, like, I noticed, bam, you know, that was, like, the first place my mind went was, he's throwing out the breadcrumbs. That's There's right. still a chance. We're sti- right. we, he, st- he still loves us. There's still he's, a chance. He, he still, still loves us. us. He it still was, loves us. It was immediately sexy talk to me when I heard him throw bam into this list because it gave me the breadcrumb. It gave me the hope that he still wants to try to force his way to Miami if things don't work out in Milwaukee. It could not mean any of that. He might just be really good friends with bam and – I he felt he like he was a good match on this team. 
from a I think it might mean something. I think it might mean it something. Might, it might mean something. But it still would have meant something if he had put Giannis on the list with Bam, frankly. He could have done both could and have. maybe still avoided this conversation. But I think most people hear that, and they, they don't look at it that he picked Durant over Giannis, which I think is actually what happened. They right. look at it that they think he picked Bam over Giannis. Yeah, I think they're wrong there. I think that they are. Norris Cole, two-time NBA champ. He was on Ammer and Ian. He was on with us a little bit earlier. Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian, and we got his reaction to Dame leaving Giannis off this list. Well, one, you got to understand Bam and Dame are friends. They're really they're really close friends, so I understood that, but uh, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you got to play the, listen, you got to play the politics, even though, you know, the lineup that he made was actually a great five too. That five could beat a bunch of you know other fives. That that's a great lineup that he put. But you got to play Giannis just for camaraderie's sake, just for peace sake, just to keep the keep the noise down. Because you got to know if you don't put Giannis in there, it's going to be a story, and you never know how Giannis is going to feel. That's right. Is it possible that Dame isn't used to this type of? attention like is it possible it's innocent from Dame because one of the weird things about Dame throughout his career is that he's really not gotten the criticism that most NBA players get right I mean why widely not and he still isn't even in Milwaukee with things not going great the answer to that proposal is no it is not possible (laughs) it's not possible it didn't no he's been around long enough he's smarter than that he knows he knows Yes, but he's spent it's the rest of his career he knows. in the market. He's going to nice year. over there. <laughs> Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, was there anything redeemable about the NBA All-Star Weekend? 